The LA Kings are still working their way through the first month of the season. We'll talk about what we've seen so far with Kings analyst Jim Fox on this edition of Locked on LA Kings. You are Locked on Kings, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Kings. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Kings fans, welcome to Locked On LA Kings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On LA Kings your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts, and we are also on YouTube. Please like and subscribe if you're enjoying this content. I'm Eddie Garcia, your host of Locked On LA Kings. I've worked in sports media for the past 30 years, 20-plus years at the Fox Sports Radio Network, also co-host of the Puck Podcast, a weekly NHL review show that's been putting out content for the last 17 years, and of course, a passionate LA Kings fan for over 30 years. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started. Well, the LA Kings are getting ready to play back-to-back games on back-to-back nights. They're also taking on the Coyotes in consecutive games. Uh, They'll be in Arizona on Friday and back home to take on the defending Stanley Cup champion Vegas Golden Knights on Saturday, of course, you can hear all those broadcasts and watch the broadcasts as well on Valley Sports and on the Kings iHeart Audio Network. And you can hear and see uh, their longtime television analyst. That, of course, would be Jim Fox, who is joining us now to talk about the start of the season. Hey, Jim, how are you? Doing great, Eddie. Thanks very much for having me again. Appreciate it. Uh, thank you very much for joining us. I did want to ask you about the new broadcast team. Uh, new as far as the, the the you know the trio of you together, Hall of Famer Nick Nixon on the play-by-play, you continuing your role as TV analyst, and you got Daryl Evans down on the bench, ice level between the benches. Um, obviously, you guys are all familiar with each other, and we're all familiar with you, but it is a bit of a setup this year. Just wondering uh, how it's going so far for you guys. Yeah, I think it's going okay. I think it's going to take at least 40 games or so to get really comfortable with what's going on. Uh, you know, Nick's done it over 40 years. Uh, I've done it 33 years. And, uh, you know, basically with one other person in the booth. So now we have three guys working together. So that's going to take some adjustments and working things out, feeling it out, uh, talking things over, what's working, what's not working, all those types of things. I think we're still in that phase, no question about it. Uh, a little bit different, but uh, certainly looking forward to it and looking forward to getting better. Well, I've certainly enjoyed it so far and uh, looking forward to you guys uh, getting even better as uh, you get more ex- more experience together. I know the Kings do have a Halloween night game in Toronto. Uh, is, is there any chance we could get you to wear one of those Daryl Evans suits as your Halloween costume this year? Uh, Eddie, you, you could, but <laughs> that is a uh, iHeart only game. So that's when the iHeart only games go, it's just Nick and Daryl. So uh, <laughs> I do not, do not want to shock you through that. Believe me. Yeah. Well, he certainly has his, uh, his calling card. So we'll, I will just keep it with him, I guess for now, but there you go. Uh, as for the LA Kings, uh, three, two, and one on the season, how would you describe the start of the season so far for the Kings? Much like we were just discussing with Nick and Daryl and I, still feeling things out, still figuring things out. Uh, I felt for a couple of years now, and I've never really had a chance to ask Todd, and I'm going to sooner or later. Uh, I feel that the Kings are a team that is known for details. And sometimes when you're known for that and your structure is so important to the group, it takes a little bit longer to get into a season. Now, the, the Kings record is okay, one game above 500. I know last year they had a a real cold start. Uh, 
around January, at least the last two seasons, that's when the team really came together. Now, uh, you know, Todd has been talking about some positives, and then he's been talking about some concerns. And I think they're still in that phase right now where they're figuring those things out. And, uh, you know, I think the obvious things, and sometimes you have to state the obvious, it appears like the Kings will be able to score themselves around mistakes, around concerns, because they have more firepower. They've added more firepower every single year. And that's without Victor Arvidsson in the lineup right now. So they have that extra going. Uh, I, I think they're going to try to certainly, uh, they're scoring a lot of goals, at least early, from high danger right around the crease areas. So the Kings are getting the puck there and they're finishing off. Uh, of course, I think a, a bit of a concern right now are the starts with the Kings, how they've started games and how it takes them a while individually in a single game to get involved. Uh, I think the power play is still a work in progress because they have new pieces to that. Uh, right-handers, left-handers, all that, figuring those things out. Uh, so that's where they stand right now. A little bit too many goals against, but scoring a lot of goals too. Now, we knew going into the year the penalty kill was going to be something the team needed to improve on, and so far, so good. Uh, three goals allowed, 23 shorthanded situations, 87%, currently ranked eighth in the NHL. What have you seen with the PK, and what has worked so far? And once teams get a good look at it, do you think what the Kings are doing is sustainable? I think, uh, yeah, on the penalty kill, I think that once you set what you're trying to do as far as the system, I think that's – I don't think there's as much – a creation, so to speak, or improvising, so to speak, on a penalty kill as there is on a power play. Uh, having said that, I think the Kings have a completely different system this year. Uh, there's much more activity from the forwards up top. Uh, they're trying to cut the ice in half. They're trying to really force a lot more to make sure the opposition doesn't have that time to really get set up. They understand and have admitted that they'll probably allow more of those two-on-one plays down low in tight and now it's up to the defender and the goaltender to recognize that two-on-one down low and play it that way it really is a situation that two-on-one down low where if it works perfectly it's a backdoor goal wide open net everyone's happy but and there's a lot of angst when you're de defending because it looks really tight but the actual success rate is relatively low in those situations because it is difficult to connect on that cross path uh, so a little bit more pressure up top uh, understanding down low is going to be a little bit of a, an issue, but that's up to the defenseman and the goaltender to figure that, figure that out. So far, so good. If the Kings could just get to average in the league, that's a big plus. Well, you did mention the power play, and so far, and it's early, hasn't been as good as it was last season. But as you mentioned, there are new pieces involved. Victor Arvidsson is also not a part of it. Do you feel like in time, once the Kings kind of settle in that the power play will be the asset that we saw it be last season. One of the biggest reasons I think they had success last year was their ability to change and adapt and improvise and get things done. So, but yeah, they, you know, Gabe Velarde is no longer here and Arvidsson goes down with an injury. So that's two right-handed shots that are taken off the power play. Now, obviously they knew about Velarde back in the summer and they've admitted that they've talked about it, but now they're trying to find that, you know, when the puck go, does go down low, the hand of the, the puck receiver is very important because it really dictates where he can challenge the opposition, whether it's a right-hand shot or a left-hand shot. So I think the Kings are still in that process of figuring that out. Uh, but I do think a strength was the ability to have the pieces and on any given night 
uh, one of those pieces would take charge. And it wasn't the same guy every night. And that's a big plus. There were two units going last year. That's so important nowadays. And you're talking about the opposition scouting and taking away. Well, if they have to worry about two different setups, that's a whole different thing. And that's where the Kings want to get to. So we've talked about some of the team aspects, kind of the the big picture look with the Kings. Want to get into some more of the individual side of things here in just a second. We'll do that with longtime TV analyst, former Kings player Jim Fox in a moment here on Locked on LA Kings, your team every day. Do want to let you know, though, that uh, you can snap into the action with the NFL this season with FanDuel. It's America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. And if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get on the action than now. The app is very easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options from point spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. And obviously... The NFL is a lot of fun to bet on, but the NHL is available as well, and you can do that on FanDuel. RLA Kings favored to beat the Arizona Coyotes. Kings are minus a goal and a half. Uh, The over-under for the game is six and a half goals. If you want to place a bet on the Kings to win by more than a goal and a half, or if you think the game is going to be more or less than six and a half goals, visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and bet all season long on the NHL and the NFL as as well. FanDuel is an official partner of the NFL. And the L.A. Kings play the Arizona Coyotes Friday evening, 7 p.m. Pacific time. Catch every moment of the hometown broadcast of the L.A. Kings with the SiriusXM app. Just go to SXM app and search L.A. Kings. Uh, More with Jim Fox. And and Jim, obviously, the Kings went out, made a big offseason acquisition, pick up P.L. Dubois from the Winnipeg Jets. Through six games, three goals, one assist. He's seeing time on the number one power play unit. How do you think he's fitting in so far? I think it's still a work in progress, and that's the cliche, but I think that's exactly where it is. Uh, I think his size has been very apparent. I can tell you this. I think I've been noticing him more so in those grinded out, locked down, defensive, defending situations than I have offensively. And having said that, he's been very successful along with Fiala and Laferriere and getting things done that way. So uh, big body, that we knew that. Uh, I, I think – he has in the past, there's been a couple times where in playoff series, and we're still a long, long way from that, but in playoff series where he's given an assignment to really lock down that one of the opposition's top centers and make it tough on him all night long. Uh, I think that's when you'll see the value of Pierre Dubois and what he can bring to the team. Uh, I think, you know, Fiala is going to be the guy that dictates on any line that he plays with, but it's nice to have that size and strength down the middle. Still working on face-offs. I think it's been made very apparent to him that the Kings really value that, and that's an area that he will have to improve in. Uh, But the one thing right now, and we were just talking with Tom McClellan at practice, and he mentioned that with the center strength for the Kings now, there's less of a concern or priority for him to match opposition lines because he feels any one of the three and even the fourth line with Lazat can go out there against any top line on the opposition. That gives the balance, that gives you options, that allows you to maybe rest certain players because, uh, you know, from a defending situation, late game, they'll have more energy to attack if you're trailing, those types of things. So PL fits in in that thing where he's going to fit right down the middle. Uh, Face-offs have to improve. They have to get to a consistent rate. Uh, But uh, I just like his presence in front. And uh, I I think he will progress. And I think for him, again, about the 40-game mark, that's when we can really put a, a, a report card on him. 
I know that one of the concerns for some Kings fans with the Dubois trade was the Kings obviously losing depth when you're giving up three players to get one. And then you've got the Arvidsson injury on top of that. But would you agree that so far that doesn't really appear to have been an issue at this point? Yeah, with uh, Laferriere coming in and, you know, fitting in like he has, that at least takes over for, let's uh, let's say it takes over for Arvidsson. Uh, yeah, and I, I think they, you know, they felt that they could promote other younger players and move them into positions where they would be playing more. Trevor Lewis is now on the fourth line, so a veteran guy that's added, that's one of those just know what you're going to get every night type of guys. So, yeah, and you go into the, you know, Jared Anderson, and Dolan, who's been in and out, basically mostly out, but he could fit in in that role. Uh, I think they're really high right now on uh, Turcotte down with the Ontario Reign, and he could be elevated to a position where he fit in, those types of things. But, uh, yeah, I, I think when you look at – and right now, especially recently, the last little while, the Kings' fourth line has been very effective and very productive. But, once again, when you're talking top nine, uh, I think with Ferrier's growth and emergence and the way he started this season – I think the Kings are very solid in that area and as solid as anyone. I did want to ask you about him. I know going into the season or maybe into training camp, Kings fans were really excited about rookie Brant Clark. You know, that's on hold for now with him in the AHL and with Jordan Spence being a little more NHL ready at this point. But we do have a young, exciting player that a lot of people are interested in and Alex LaFerriere, who wasn't expected to get this opportunity, but the injury to Arvidsson, uh, he gets his chance. Um, what have you thought about how he's played so far? Well, you know, just when you get the eye test and from day one, when you see him play uh, and I've used the phrase, he looks like a hockey player. Well, yeah, they all look like hockey players. <laughs> let's hope. Uh, but his sense, his understanding, his hockey IQ. And to me, the biggest area I know it, notice it is spatial awareness. Meaning when do you have time because you're not being crowded? When do you, maybe have to make a quicker play because someone's on top of you. I think Alex has a great read for that type of a situation where he, he doesn't have to calculate very, you know, th things in his mind. It's almost natural to him to understand how close the defenders are, how far the defenders are, how close his support is from a teammate, how far away they are. And then, I, you know, I've talked to the King Sports Science Department and they've talked about his power that he generates, not necessarily, he doesn't, when you talk about top speed, he's not at the top. But when you talk about getting there, acceleration, he can get there quickly. And the other night we were going over a goal he scored, his first goal he ever scored. That was a great example of hitting the hole at the right time. Hmm. Sometimes you can be late, and of course the defender catches you. Sometimes you can be early, and that just puts the guys in front of you, closer to you, takes away passing lanes. He has a real good sense of how to analyze that space and then hit the hole at the right time. And I think that acceleration is a big part of that. You know, once he gets the top seed speed, he's not going to wow anyone. But getting there, that's a big, big uh, ingredient for him to make sure he's an effective player. I mentioned Jordan Spence, uh, a guy who is uh, easy to root for. Uh, does a lot of fun things, and I know he's been a player that wasn't necessarily, you know, a blue chip prospect, but has really improved by leaps and bounds over the last few years. And it's great to see him finally get his chance. I know it kind of started in Australia with that uh, situation with him being born there, and he's carried it over into uh, the regular season. You know, running the second power play unit as well. What have you liked about Jordan Spence? 
Well, you like his energy. You like his mobility. Uh, you like his understanding. You like his ability to quarterback the second power play unit. Uh, I think, and just talking, talk to Jordan today at practice. And the one thing, it, it, he never strayed from this point. Defense first. And his assets are mostly offense. But he, he's got to earn the trust of Trent Yanni, King's assistant coach who takes care of the defense. And he, he, he mentioned that five times in a two-minute uh, little chat we had where he just realizes that in order to put himself in position offensively or to get more ice time, he has to be reliable defensively. He understands he's not as big as the other guys. So in battles, he has to have position first, and that's where his footwork can be so effective. So I think he's understanding exactly what he needs to do, and so far so good at the beginning of the season. He, he is the type of player that, you know, he has a lot of activity to his game, but he doesn't seem like he's running around. It seems like he's under control. And obviously, I have to ask you about the goaltending. Uh, Cam Talbot comes in, veteran. Um, you know, I know Todd McClellan has not said. He said it's too early to determine if there's a real number one, number two at this point. But he's gotten the majority of starts so far. We'll see what happens coming up uh, with the Vegas game and the back-to-back games. Um, but what have you thought about Cam Talbot and about him being 36 years old? We know the playoffs and ha- having him... I don't know if fresh is the right word, but as you know, there's you want to take some of the workload off him. So Phoenix Hopley is going to be relied on to give him some some rest at times as well. But uh, what have you thought about the goaltending situation and, and Cam Talbot? You know, I have to speak honestly here, and until it's proven otherwise, it is the biggest concern. And I think many people knew that. Most everyone knew that. Uh, two experienced guys, Talbot with more. He's played for Todd McClellan before, so he has that relationship. He has that communication. He understands the system probably a little bit quicker because he has been in Todd's system before. Uh, um, I think he's had a tough start. I think there have been a couple of games where, you know, that one bad goal really hurts you. Uh, but he is a, a battler, and he's known for playing on an even keel because of that experience. So I think he'll get to the spot where the Kings need him to get to. Uh, I think he does have a mature presence, which I think can help at any time, especially when you go through adversity. And you're going to have to do that at some point during the season. He can calm you down just by his presence, just by his look, just by the way he carries himself around. And I think that's important, especially for a goaltender. Uh, he mentioned at the beginning of the year, he said, you know, if he if he w- ended up being the number one guy, he said around 55 games. That's it. You know, it's not like he's going to take over. But with Phoenix, actually the Kings' last win, the game against Arizona, the first one in those two games in a row against Arizona, uh, he did have uh, a higher, um, he allowed three goals, but his expected goals against was actually higher than three, which means he did a real good job in that game. I think that's the first game this year where that number expected goals has been a positive for the Kings, uh, expected goals against for the goaltender. Uh, So Phoenix appears like, you know, last year, his numbers, when you dug into the analytics, weren't that great either. But you know what the big number was? The wins. Uh, and that's something I think that the Kings have a lot of confidence in Phoenix for. Right now, I, I don't see one guy ahead of the other. I kind of, Eddie, I think you were going that way, and, and I, I agree with you. I think they want Talbot to be the guy. But right now, that's not the case. I think there's still a battle there. All right, we'll look more towards the rest of the season for the LA Kings here with Jim Fox. We'll do that next on Locked On LA Kings, your team every day. 
And I do want to let you know, uh, are you one of those people that's prepared? I'm, I'm not, but thankfully for me, I have a wife that is prepared and uh, she has my back. Uh, but I think she would even enjoy to, uh, to getting a Jace case. And if you don't know what that is, well, it's, it's a personalized emergency medical kit and it contains five essential antibiotics that treat the most common and deadly bacterial infections. Goodness knows that with the world today, you never know what's going to happen. We obviously learned that with the pandemic, and that could lead to supply chain shortages for medications. With the Jace case, you can also customize your case and add additional life-saving medications based on your unique needs. Choose the medications that fit for you and your family. Jace is continually working to expand their medication offerings. You can also buy a gift card for family and loved ones so they can get a Jace case of their own. Go to jacemedical.com, enter the code Locked On at checkout for $20 off your order. Uh, that's the promo code locked on at J A S E medical.com. And Andre Kopitar scores a hat trick and the LA Kings win the Stanley Cup. That sounds good, right? Well, you know what else sounds good? You winning 100 times more your money by playing daily fantasy hockey on the Sleeper app as the official daily fantasy app of the Locked On NHL Network. Sleeper is the top choice for daily fantasy sports, especially daily fantasy hockey. Alex Dabrinkit of the Red Wings leading the NHL in goals with nine. You got uh, Jack Hughes of the Devils leading the NHL in points with 17. You're going to bet on them to stay hot with the Sleeper app. You can pick more or less based on goals, assists, points, saves, and more. And Sleeper offers 100 times your payout. uh, All on uh, the sport we love, the NHL. But it's not just about hockey. You've got Major League Baseball postseason, the World Series, NFL and college football in full swing, and the NBA is getting underway. Now is a great time to get in all the amazing sports action. Make the right picks and you could win big. Use the promo code Locked On NHL and you'll get up to $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That's Locked On NHL. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. And again, don't forget, LA Kings play the Arizona Coyotes Friday evening, 7 p.m. Pacific. Catch every moment of the hometown broadcast of the LA Kings with Jim Fox on SiriusXM and the SXM app. Just search la kings and wrapping it up with uh jim fox is there anything in particular that has surprised you so far with the kings or maybe anything in particular that is concerning for the la kings well the concerning part is it they went through it last year with the you know the risk reward balance those types of things again they they have the front net coverage defensively has been a concern it's been talked about, it's been addressed, and now you just have to apply that into the game and hopefully that everyone's on the same page and talking and communicating and sorting things out. That's my biggest concern right now when the chances that happen against are right there in front, of course, the high danger area. But hey, when I look to the other side, right now the numbers, and it's still very early, the Kings did put a priority on getting pucks to high danger areas themselves, this time in the offensive zone those passes to the slot and getting it there and getting pucks to the front. Uh, right now, the Kings are doing a real good job of that. So the, the, the passer or the shooter is getting it through. And then what does that do? It draws bodies to the front of the net. And when that timing works together, bodies and puck, then you're going to be successful. So right now, the Kings are in the top 95 percentile in the NHL on high danger goal score. So if that continues, I think with their defensive structure, that will be a value. Uh, I still, I'm not going to call it a concern. I still want to see more games. Again, that 40-game mark, I have been saying that about the, the broadcast. I've been saying that about a lot of things. But on the penalty kill, get to that position and get to at least average in the NHL as far as the ranking. You do that, you're going to have success. Biggest question mark, still the goaltending. 
That has to improve, get those numbers average, and the Kings will be fine. Kings have had a pretty tough schedule to start things off. Uh, I think every team except for Arizona made the playoffs a year ago. We've we played two teams that have been undefeated still on the season in Boston and Colorado, and you've got another undefeated team coming up on Saturday against the Vegas Golden Knights. Is this a good way to kind of start off the season by playing some of this tougher competition early on? I think it is, and I think it's, a, you know, especially, like I mentioned before, where I think it takes the Kings sometimes a little time to get going and click because of all the details they emphasize in their game. Uh, you know, as opposed to, you know, let's say a healthy Connor McDavid in Edmonton. What's your system? Well, your system is to get him the puck because he's that good. Uh, the Kings have a more step-by-step-by-step approach, and they certainly are more skilled at it goes without saying it's the best roster the Kings have had under Rob Blake. It should be because it's taken year after year after year through a rebuild. Now they're in a pretty good spot uh, to get it going that way. So just just that whole that whole thing right there to, to now at the beginning of the year when you're playing those top teams, I think you get a chance early on to look in the mirror, check it out, see how you're doing, see how you're taking practice habits into games or practice structure into games. And you're getting some report cards right now. So, yeah, the losses, they hurt. uh, But I think it's a lot better to have it at this time of the year when you have that much more time to sort things out and figure things out and fine-tune things. Uh, I think that's really good right now for the Kings to go through all of that. And, you know, talking to some of the players, Philippe Deneau, specifically Adrian Kempe, uh, you know, the communication is very important. Philippe told me he noticed that with Boston when the Kings played the Bruins. They were talking. They are all over the place. They just seem, and that helps them play a speed up, fast paced game. So all those little things, all those little details, they have to come together. It's good to learn early. And finally, you mentioned Rob Blake, and I have no idea if you have any inside information on this, but he said recently on one of the intermission reports for Valley Sports about Victor Arbitson likely needing surgery on his back. I haven't heard anything as far as an update. If he's had the surgery, if he has had the surgery, is there a timetable for his return? Is there anything new? as far as Victor Arvidsson's situation? Uh, we don't have anything official. And that is, if it, if it would be me, that's my fault because I haven't asked the question. Uh, meeting with Todd today, I, I, had, I thought of it. I said, you know, we got to check in on Victor, see how he's doing. Give us a, I would have to make the assumption that he has had surgery, uh, which means it's going to be, you know, a little bit of a longer term situation. Uh, that's my assumption. And uh, Eddie, all I can say is uh, hopefully by tomorrow, uh, Excuse me, by Friday night's game uh, against Arizona, we can have some more information uh, when we ask the Kings uh, medical department. Well, looking forward to seeing the Kings in this back-to-back situation. Uh, You joining us in Arizona, really appreciate that, getting ready to take on the Coyotes. And then, of course, that big matchup against the defending Stanley Cup champs coming up on Saturday back at Crypto.com Arena. Of course, you can watch it on Valley Sports, on TV, and listen on the iHeartAudio Network with Nick Nixon, Daryl Evans, and, of course, Jim Fox, and we'll definitely be tuned in for that. Jim, always a pleasure. Always love to uh, have the conversation and always appreciate you making time for us. Thank you so much. Look forward to seeing you on TV and uh, enjoy the uh, broadcast coming up. Eddie, always enjoy my time with you. I appreciate you asking and uh, let's get it going here. We're just starting. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's, it is exciting. It is exciting so far. All right, Jim. Thanks and, and uh, have a good broadcast. All right, that is Jim Fox, and as I said, always so appreciative of him and Daryl Evans, and we got to talk to Nick Nixon right before the start of the season, so uh, those guys not only do a great job uh, bringing us the games, but always so accommodating 
and uh, willing to give us their time to talk to Kings fans like you. So we really appreciate that. Uh, speaking of kind of talking, uh, the email address, if you ever want to email me to be interactive with the show, it's lockedoneddie at gmail.com, E-D-D-I-E. Um, and you can always leave your comments about any of the shows we do. If you're watching on YouTube in the comment section, stay interactive with the show by following us on Twitter and Instagram. We are at Locked on LA Kings. And uh, I've mentioned this before. I've been battling COVID uh, recently. It made me miss the Kings home opener against Colorado. It made me miss the game against Boston. I'm hoping the third time is the charm. I'm planning on going to the game Saturday against Vegas now that I've recovered. So if any of you are going to be out there and you want to say hi before the game, in, in between intermissions or after the game, let me know. Uh, as they say, the DMs are open there on X or Twitter or whatever you want to call it, or you could send an email uh, as well. So hopefully that will happen. Looking forward to finally getting out to crypto and seeing the Kings in person with my own eyes and a big game coming up against Vegas. Looking forward to that. I'm Eddie Garcia. Thank you as always for listening and watching this episode of Locked on LA Kings, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Have a great day. We will talk to you on Friday. It's going to be a feedback Friday. And as always, go Kings go.